Hey everyone, and welcome back to the AGCS Podcast. I'm Ken Reichman. The range of exposures facing companies as well as subsequent loss and claim scenarios have increased significantly in recent years with rising court costs, disruptive recalls, political risks, and environmental problems all impacting businesses in the face of a challenging global pandemic. AGCS experts recently highlighted five of those trends which may impact risk managers and their broker partners, providing a reflection on the current state of the liability insurance market in the new report, Five Liability Risk Trends 2020 and Beyond. One of those risks social inflation, which is the phenomena of increasing plaintiff awards as a corrective measure against companies alleged to have caused misconduct in an age of corporate mistrust, social media, and aggressive plaintiff bars. Larry Kratzer, the regional head of Key Case Management for North America at AGCS, joins the show to discuss social inflation and help us shed some light on how businesses can fight back. I want to start by setting the table. What is social inflation and what has caused it to become a major part of the narrative in courtrooms around the nation? Well, social inflation is a phenomenon that we've really seen come to the fore in the past, I guess, three to five years or so. And it's often defined as as the increase in jury verdicts and concomitant insurance losses due to higher jury rewards related to the rise compensation amounts and and tort negligence concepts. It's considered a challenge to predict where these social inflation issues are going to trend, but we do know that they've they've gone way up. We've seen verdicts essentially double in size on some of the largest verdicts over the past 10 years, and a big part of that is due to social inflation. We're looking towards what causes social inflation. There are a number of components to that that we've seen in the literature. And the first may be the increasing sophistication of the plaintiff's bar. Um, For a long time, the plaintiff's bar has used jury consultants and psychologists to help them bring their message across to the juries and maximize the awards that they obtain for their clients. They also are doing a lot more print and electronic advertising. I don't have to tell you, Ken, that when you go down the road on the highway, if you listen to the radio or the television, there are a lot of spots for personal injury attorneys. So I think the population in general is more attuned to the fact that if someone has been injured in a car accident or on a job, or by a purportedly defective product that they have the opportunity to file a lawsuit and be compensated for those damages. And just a quick follow-up to that one, Larry. You mentioned the increase in the size of these rewards, right? You're saying that they're increasing exponentially regardless of the normal economic structure of the time or the regular economic inflation, correct? That, that's right. There doesn't seem to be a real link between the economic factors and what juries are rewarding. There is one sort of exception to that. We've seen medical expenses increase year on year um, over the past number of years. It used to be that if you get a plaintiff's life care plan for a catastrophically injured plaintiff, the cost of future medical to keep that person and take care of him or her would be between sort of five and eight million dollars in the absolute worst cases. Because of inflation on the medical side, we now routinely see numbers that are in the 18 to $20 million range. And while those are overstated, they aren't crazy overstated. So that actually may be one of the few aspects of these verdicts that does have a real economic basis. Tell me a bit more about why juries are more likely to reward plaintiffs in these types of cases these days. Is it a generational thing? Is it a disdain for big business? It's really all those things. Um, the plaintiffs are very good at, at, at bringing their case to juries. They realized a number of years ago that the best way to get these blockbuster verdicts is to trigger a sense of anger in the jury. Some of the literature calls it triggering the reptilian brain. Um, mm. they've, 
they, they kind of convinced the, the jury that, that, uh, that these values on these cases can be justified, not just based solely on the facts of the case at issue, but more of a broader societal point of view. The jury pool, which is now comprised in large part by millennial folks who are born between the years roughly of 1981 and 1996, they tend to look at things a little bit differently maybe than, than their, their parents did when they got into the jury box. Um, they are the first generation that has completely grown up with social media and with computers, and that's a big part of their life. They're used to having information at their fingertips. Some of the sociological studies that deal with millennials also show that they are very consensus-driven, that they all sit together and come to a decision together, and that can work against a defendant in a case. It used to be if you had a strong um, personality on the jury, perhaps, he wouldn't uh, agree to the large damages that some of the other jurors thought were appropriate, and that could limit these runaway verdicts. Now the principle of consensus decisions tends to drive that towards a, a higher number, I think. There is, I won't say a pervasive distrust of large corporations in society now, but most of the literature that I've looked at, and based on the jurors that I've talked to after we end trials of cases, they do tend to be a little more suspicious of the motives of large corporations, and that certainly plays a part um, in this overall increase in budgets. Plus, if you don't know anything about what a case is really worth, you see in the newspaper, they give a person a billion dollars because he contracts cancer from a product. You don't really have a good benchmark of what the number should be, and the plaintiff's bars become very, very competent at seeing that and driving that number up. Larry, would you say this is a United States issue or a global issue? Uh, social inflation is primarily a, a jury-driven phenomenon. It is the effect of sociological um, components of, that, of the people that make up a jury. The United States is probably unique in that regard. Um, we are the only common law country uh, that allows jury trials for all sorts of cases, not just criminal ones. Some of the other common law countries that do still have jury trials, such as Canada and the United Kingdom, generally do not have jury trials for civil actions, which is what these personal injury product liability type litigations are. So you don't see that kind of um, emotional increase in verdicts because the jury is not there to have their reptile brain triggered. There are either codes set into the law about what a case is worth that a judge must follow, uh, or there are other procedural safeguards that stop the inflation of these uh, verdicts. So what comes next, right? Is this totally out of control? Will verdict sizes continue to grow at a rate that becomes unsustainable for business? I mean, what steps can businesses take to prepare themselves for this type of thing? Well, it starts all the way at the beginning of these lawsuits. Um, you know, sometimes there's an educational component to this when we deal with our insureds we can suggest to them that they take steps on the front end, like putting into place employee training guidelines and following up to be sure that those are maintained uh, so that if they are sued, they can show they were living up to their promise and following all the laws. Uh, all the way through to being sure that the defense counsel we retain are live to the various aspects of social inflation, and they actively use the tools they've got at hand to try and combat the anchoring and the reptile brain that the plaintiff's bar is doing. And we've been increasingly successful at that 
And I think it's critical for insureds to work closely with the claims professional at Allianz and other commercial general liability carriers. This is a set a few minutes ago, front end work really does pay off on the back end. And there are a lot of initial things that you can do to forestall the use of the reptile brain and anchoring on the plaintiff's side to bring the case to a satisfactory resolution before you actually have to rack up 12 jury members in the jury box in a courtroom. You can find the full version of the Five Liability Risk Trends 2020 and Beyond report with the link in the description of this podcast or at our website, www.agcs.allianz.com. And don't forget, you can get all of the latest AGCS content by following us on Twitter at AGCS underscore insurance and on LinkedIn at Allianz Global Corporate and Specialty. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for a future podcast, don't let the conversation end now. Send us an email to agcs.communication at agcs.allianz.com. And of course, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes. The more people who rate and review, the easier it is for others to find the show. Again, a special thanks to Larry Kratzer for joining. And for everybody at AGCS, I'm Ken Reichman, and we will see you next time.